At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host... Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
my friends out there in Prague land and welcome back to Prague Watch. This is your old pal Big Tony and before I begin I'd like to take a moment to say a quick thank you to all of my supporters on Patreon.com who help to keep the show going. If you enjoy the show and it has some value to you I'd ask you to consider becoming a patron of the Progressive Arts. You can find more info about supporting Prague Watch at Patreon.com forward slash Anthony Rausick. There's also a support the show link at the top of the homepage at progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H-R one word.com, which will take you to the same place. I opened the show today with Clap, a solo guitar piece by Steve Howe, which was included on the Yes album back in 1971. I figure you can't really do an artist interview and feature program on Steve Howe without playing that one, and that's exactly what I'm doing this week. An interview and feature program on the one and only Steve Howe, with whom I was lucky enough to speak a few weeks back. Before we get into any of that interview, let's do another favorite Yes track of mine which really showcases Steve and you and I from Close to the Edge.
Be there in my 
Again, that was And You and I, classic Yes music from my particular favorite Yes album, Close to the Edge, released back in 1972. So now let's listen to a bit of my interview with Steve Howe. Before I begin, though, you may notice that I sound a bit frazzled in the early part of the interview. You know, like I was not my usual laid-back, prog-loving self. Of course, the fact that I was talking to Steve Howe can account for some of that. But a lot of my anxiety came from the circumstances surrounding the interview. Everything was all set for the morning of one of my days off, so all was good there. I woke up an hour and a half before the interview, so I would have plenty of time to fire up the old studio computer and test my recording setup. After I got up and got the computer going, I noticed there was an email from Steve's publicity people concerning a change of phone number where I was to reach Steve. 
Now I was calling some kind of UK toll-free number and was supposed to enter a certain code number to make the final connection. I had never done that before and decided I'd better conduct a test, and it was a good thing I did. I was not able to enter the code after connecting through my Skype rig. So with less than an hour before interview time, I was experimenting with attempting to wire my wife's cell phone into my recording setup, which was not working out. With about 20 minutes to interview time, I decided to scrap that entire idea and go old school. I got out my handheld digital recorder and would simply put Steve on speaker on the cell phone and record the proceedings on the handheld, which worked. But of course you will hear that people were calling my landline in the middle of the first interview segment, and you may hear me attempting to deal with that while still carrying on with Steve. And you will probably hear some stress in my normally smooth, deep, and dulcet voice. Maybe not my best work, but I managed to pull it off. So here we go with part one of the interview. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, uh, we're all good. It's rolling. So, uh, let's get going here. Um, okay, good. how did you get started in music? Did you come from a musical family? Uh, not particularly, no. Uh, I mean, my dad liked music, but nobody really played anything directly in our, in our family. So it was just the, uh, by the time it was about 1957, I was uh, starting to notice that popular music was rising and the shadows were coming out and everything. And uh, I got into popular music and country music and even Les Paul, before I even picked up a guitar, I'd heard a lot of his music. So by the time I was 12, I was uh, very keen to, to learn the guitar. And a couple of years later, I was in a band. So it's never really stopped since then. Okay, so you, you mentioned Les Paul. Uh, I think you have the most one of the most distinctive sounds in the history of rock music. I always know when I hear you playing. Um, who who beside Les Paul would you say was an influence? Well, I mean, the, 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 whole, the whole slew of the top-flight guitarists, you know, have been feeding me, you know, ideas for years. But it's really Chet Atkins. Uh, after a couple of years of playing, I discovered Chet Atkins. And I just thought he was the, he was the all-round best sort of player, and I liked his different styles that he worked in. And, of course, he had a lot of country influence, but his improvising and his... His control over playing tunes was, was really phenomenal, and, uh, you know, I love Chet, you know, the most. So, uh, it was really, Chet Atkins had been my most constant um, inspiration. So, uh, Close to the Edge is uh, definitely one of my favorite Yes albums. Uh, what what would you say were your favorites? Uh, you've been in and out of the band for, like, 50 years, so uh, do you have any particular favorites? I don't really have favorites. I mean, you know, I've got to admit that, you know, if I had to pick one, you know, it might be close to the edge because, you know, it's a very kind of synonymous album. It's very rich in, in the way that it, uh, you know, challenges musical styles and, you know, gets weird and, you know, church organs flying around and all sorts of things. So, yeah, it's a very colorful album and I like the acoustic approach of And You and I very much and my tentative introduction to steel guitar recording uh, started something that uh, is going on still today. So yeah, it carries a lot of the, uh, the trademark symbols and I was still searching for, uh, you know, I already had a great guitar, the 175, but you know, I was still searching and experimenting with different sorts of guitars, which I did throughout the 70s. But uh, it was, you know, that was a, a, good, uh, a good exploration record and, uh, you know, we're very proud to be um, thought of, you know, as uh, bringing the 20 minute piece into being, and it's one of our own sort of styles of music, like, you know, Gates of Delirium and Topographic Oceans, and big pieces just seem to make, make the band rise to the occasion. 
Right. So uh, how about, you have any favorite Asia albums? You, you've also been associated with them for many years. Well, I'm not even favorites, but obviously the first one is the Outstanding record because we went to every mix that Mike Stone did of the songs and, and we, we visited him in the evening and said, oh, you know, I'd, yeah, that bass drum or yeah, that, that keyboard or that guitar. You know, we put our own little pennies worth in and I think that makes the, the first Asia record really really around it and grounded, if you like, with, with not only what Mike Stone envisions for us as a, as a producer, but, but what we wanted too. And I think that collaboration is very important for, uh, that's what Yes were all about. People had their fader and they pushed it up and down when, <laughs> when they wanted it to be louder or quieter. So <laughs> basically, that, that's a great record. But I mean, considering we made three in the reunion period, uh, you know, Triple X has got a lot of great things on it. And so I think we made up for, you know, um, messing around on the second record. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, really, that first record is outstanding. Okay, I know you uh, you bowed out of Asia a while back, and but, you know, with you and Billy and Jeff working together, and yes, do you uh, ever foresee working with Asia again? I've not thought about it a whole lot, no. When John Lennon passed away, sadly, yep. uh, you know, and Carl, Jeff, and I were left, um, you know, that was a pretty hard, you know, place to go. And basically, the Jeff in yes, we'll kind of concentrate now and it is more on there. Let's Carl be a, a free agent doing his, you know, ELP legacy and things like that. And um, basically, uh, we had a good run when, when we reformed the, uh, you know, for six years, uh, we were back together with, with me, and then they carried on a bit without me. But basically, that was a, a great period, and it sort of like sealed, sealed it all up. Okay, um, is there any uh, plans for any new Yes or Asia? Well, you just said Asia's out, but I mean, any plans for new Yes music? Well, we're working on things, and we're going to make an announcement in a few weeks about, about what we plan to do, but at the moment I can't say much more than that. We've been, you know, sharing some songs and maybe building up, uh, you know, a residue of good music, because, you know, it's, uh, it's a very hard um, act to follow. So we, if we were going to do it, we'd, uh, we'd like, um, you know, to be able to take some time and make it worthwhile. So, you know, stand by for more information on that. All right, great. Before we break and move on to Steve Howell's solo career, let's check out a few Asia tracks which were co-written by Steve. From the first self-titled Asia album, I'm spinning one step closer. And from the final studio album to feature the original lineup, Triple X or 30 in Roman numerals, I'm playing Judas. Oh, 
Again, that was one step closer from the first eponymous Asia album back in 1982, which was followed by Judas from the Triple X or 30 album released in 2012. After this break, we'll dig into some of Steve's solo career, and later still, I'll have more interview and a couple of new tracks from his brand new album called Love Is. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. In the mid-1970s, Yes was on hiatus, and the members of the band at that time all released studio albums in 1975 and 1976. Steve Howe began his solo career in earnest with the release of Beginnings in 1976. From that album, I'm playing a track called Ram, which I will follow with Diary of a Man Who Vanished, from Steve's second solo album called The Steve Howe Album.
Again, that was Ram from Steve Howe's first album, Beginnings, released in 1976, and Diary of a Man Who Vanished from the Steve Howe album in 1979. Let's move on with some more Steve Howe solo music from the album The Grand Scheme of Things. I'm playing the title track. I'll follow that with Distant Seas from his Natural Timber album.
Again, that was The Grand Scheme of Things, title track from Steve Howe's album of the same name, released in 1993, and Distant Seas from his Natural Timber album, released in 2001. Carrying on with more great Steve Howe solo music, I've got Highly Strung from his Spectrum album, and a new version of his classic piece, Mood for a Day, which was released as part of his anthology package in 2015.
What we just heard was a new arrangement of Mood for a Day, a piece Steve originally wrote for Yes's Fragile album, which was released in late 1971. This version came from Steve's anthology album, a two-disc set released in 2015, and also features the English Chamber Orchestra. Before that, it was Highly Strung, a track from Steve's Spectrum album, released in 2005. After this short break, we'll hear the rest of my chat with prog rock legend Steve Howe and hear a couple of tracks from his great new album, Love Is. Stay tuned. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio Nazar. Forever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher, too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com. Before we hear the rest of my interview with Mr. Steve Howe, let's hear a track from his new album, Love Is. This is... Love is a river.
by the world that we've made It's a fact, in other words It's not just for others that we create A levy Once again, that was Love is a River from Steve Howell's brand new solo album called Love Is. Now let's hear the rest of my chat with the man himself. So you have a new album coming out called Love Is. Um, it's a half instrumental and half uh, vocal songs. You want to talk a little bit about the the new album? Sure. What do you want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, where do you get your inspiration, you know, after all these years? And uh, what's your writing process like? Well, that's two questions. Inspiration? I don't know. I mean, life. You know, life is inspiring, and that's, that's all we've got to be inspired by. Um, uh, it's, not, it's not a concept album to say, but obviously, you know, back from 1967, you know, there's been a, we've had awareness about the, the value and the beauty of nature and the, the universe and, and other people. So basically... Uh, you know, it'll carry some of those messages. Uh, it's it's um, it's uh, a, a bit more of the story of my life, if you like, in in song. You know, I think all my all my writing is, is primarily autobiographical to some extent or another, or, or it's just what I'm thinking about at the time, uh, how I can put that in a um, friendly, digestible sort of way. You know, using melody as the as the uh, as the first. 
So you would come up with a melody first, basically, and then like hang everything else on the melody, work the chords out around that. No, I didn't. No, I didn't mean that. I meant the melodies. What I'm looking for, melodicness, is what I'm looking for. You don't always get that first, but you know, structure is important, and uh, you know, many many things go. You know, it, it, it's not easy to explain how one makes music or. So, uh, I guess it was, uh, you know, about the writing process also. Um, I understand, like, some of the tracks were re recorded at your home studio, then you went to uh, a, a larger commercial studio. Is that true? Yeah, I, I record everything at my own studio, and then I, it's not a commercial studio exactly, it's a private studio, but it, where I go is where Pro Tools lives, and... Uh, a guy uh, who really knows how to use it. So we can develop the music from uh, my my version of it. We can, you know, record the drums with multiple mics, you know, we can do things that I don't often or don't recently do so much here. So I get my guitars in the position, I get my bass and, you know, uh, you know, I get things down here, but usually there's a lot more to do later where you need to split tracks or, you know, uh, add things uh, like John Davison on, on bass on the songs and his vocals and then Dylan on the drums. So I mean it's fairly streamlined uh, setup, but obviously I do a lot of things and uh, those guitars take a lot of designing and post-production as well and uh, realizing that I need something here where I haven't got something or possibly I've got too much here so let's take something out. So it's basically a bit like a juggling game with, uh, with different musical instruments. Okay. You mentioned Dylan, you mentioned uh, John Davison. Are there any other uh, noteworthy guests on your album? Um, no, it's just that it's a streamlined, you know, like it very often is in my solo albums. Uh, John Davison's a fabulous guest to have, and Dylan's been my most uh, regular contributor to my solo work, so I'm, I'm flattered again to have his uh, parts on there. But, yeah, I, I didn't uh, envisage anybody else, really. Once I had John on board with the vocals and and offered him the bass on the songs, it just seemed that I had a, a nice uh, a nice grouping. Uh, so what's next? Uh, you mentioned the, the Yes announcement. Um, obviously touring is kind of out the window right now. Um, what's what's in the immediate future for you? Well, in the long term future, you know, Yes have moved their European and British tour to, to next April, and uh, so it's just a week earlier, but a year later. Yeah. we were going to do it and luckily we got another date at the Albert Hall so we've got those plans in mind and uh, you know we're free agents you know but as I said uh, when they make an announcement you, you'll know what some of what we're doing is and uh, you know that's the primal focus the band uh, you know is looking for ways to stimulate uh, existing and uh, so uh, and hanging on for next year so um that's about all I can say. I mean, what's anybody doing at the moment is uh, is is their own making, really. It's it's, it's it's a question of finding you know good vehicles to to keep productive and, and keep moving ahead. So uh, no doubt, recording will come into it uh, outside of yes as well. You know, so you know, I've always got other recording 
recordings in, in progress. So, you know, I can always revert to those if I find uh, I've got time. Okay, so uh, I always love the picture. I think it's on your second solo album where you had all the guitars that you used in the making of the album, all the instruments, because there was mandolins and banjos and everything else there as well. Um, do you have a large collection of instruments? Uh, and if you do, how many different instruments do you think you own? Under observation, I like that term. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. if you have sold guitars in the past, has the uh, fact that you owned them added to their value? Do you think uh, th were you able to get a higher price just because it was a, a, a played by Steve Howell guitar? No, I do this much more discreetly now, and so but that is a factor. I mean, nobody who's uh, got a reputation. Um, necessarily sells at the face value. So yeah, there is a, an added uh, dimension to uh, the fact that I have had it. And a lot of people have to pay a little more for a guitar that's been owned. You know, I mean, you know, you can think of some of the classic examples, you know, when that's so true, you know, that people have sold a guitar that maybe only worth 10,000, 10, but they sell it for 100,000 because, you know, Dave Gilmore played it or Eric Clapton played it, you know. Mm -hmm. So there, there can be a big, uh, a, a big upage, but I, I, I'm not really, you know, I like to think that the guitar that I had for a while is now being enjoyed as much as when I first bought it by somebody else. And so I don't make the sting in the tail too, too heavy. But there is a price you've got to pay, and, uh, you, you know, you want to come in on it, then you, you've got to accept that, yes. All right. So I hope you enjoyed listening in on my chat with prog rock legend Steve Howe. It was a real thrill for me to get to speak with the man, and I thank him and his publicity people for the opportunity. I've got time for a few more tracks from Steve's brand new album, Love Is. So here's The Headlands and It Ain't Easy.
just how this all comes together You'll notice it's not a pony weather When we work together Building on the hopes that they'll make it through Receiving all that's given to Headlands and It Ain't Easy, a couple of more tracks from Steve Howe's wonderful new album, Love Is. If you are interested, I will have links you can follow to find more about the new album and about Steve and his career in general when I post the show to my website, progwatch.com. At progwatch.com, you can also find my email and social media links, a link to my Patreon page if you would like to possibly support the show, and of course, every episode I have ever done with artist links to accompany all of those 300-plus episodes. If looking through 300-plus episodes seems a little overwhelming, remember that you can search the website from the top of the page. Just look for the little magnifying glass. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Until next time, be well and prog on, my brothers and sisters.
Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at care.com.